listening to The Creative Outlet. I'm Fiona, a product manager, YouTuber, and late night FM DJ. Every week, I share a story on what inspires me to be creative. I'm fascinated by design, tech, people, languages, and the idea that I can use them to reinvent myself. You will find that I express myself through different languages, or français, hangulgo, for example. Also through relatable GIFs and impeccable formatting if you read my newsletter. How do you do that? Simply go to fiona.substack.com and subscribe for new stories. Let this be our creative outlet. I'm bilingual in Mandarin and English. As a hobby, I took French and Korean in high school, and I'm still trying to keep them up in 2021. Through friends and travel, I also dabbled in learning Cantonese and Polish. Bonjour, je m'appelle Fiona, je suis bilingue anglais et chinois, et j'apprends le français et le coréen. Yorobun, annyeonghaseyo, chunun pionaimnida. Ne, chunun blackjack, VIP, elf, kashopia imnida. K-pop은 저를 한류에 빠지게 했고 춤도 배웠지만 저는 우정 때문에 계속 배우기로 결심했어요. In this series, I will unwind the love letters between me and these languages. What serendipitous encounters that started all the ups and downs and where we are now. Thank you for reading part one about English and part two about French. Today, let's talk about the most moronic of all, Hangugo. First, a brief history. Brief seven was a time when I self-taught and performed Super Juniors U dance at the school assembly. Then in grade nine, I took Korean classes at night school. Same year, I founded a student club covering K-pop dances. And many Korean dramas, radio shows, and variety shows later. In third year college, I traveled to Korea for two weeks. Between that and full-time job, I attended concerts of 21, Epikai, and G-Dragon, Kwanjiu. After I graduated, I started work and I took Korean classes that were taught by our employees. First, how I discovered K-pop. In this digital age, K-pop is probably the biggest reason why people started to learn Korean. To understand Korean music, to sing Korean music, and most importantly, to follow artists who sang and danced to those music. Insert this gif that you probably know, it's Casey Neistat yelling K-pop in one of the YouTube rewinds. Well, I'm no exception. Not sure if I was too late or too early to the K-pop bandwagon, but the earliest song I listened to was Big Bang's Dirty Cash from their first album in 2006.
such nostalgia. Then, inevitably, I came across SM Town and was swooned by TVXQ or Dumbang Shinki and Super Junior. Especially Suju, because they were the largest boy group at that time with 13 members. And one of them is Chinese, Hangum. I was listening to their songs on repeat and watching variety shows they guested on, which is another incredible discovery because these shows are hilarious and a great stress reliever. Trust me on that. Even though I watched them with Chinese or English subtitles, I would still pick up a few expressions or two. Most commonly, Huiting for cheering people up, Sarangye, I don't think I had to explain that, it means I love you. Tebak, when something is super cool. Moragu, what did you say? Weigure, what's wrong? Miyane, I'm sorry. And this one, Kajima, means don't go. <laughs> well, fast forward to 2021. K-pop is everywhere. If you have watched at least one K-pop music video, you'd know that it has this powerful, peculiar, yet enigmatic way of hooking you into the world created by the artist, leaving you wanting more. All right, I'll stop here. This is not a story on K-pop, but how it got me started on learning Korean. The reason is very simple, curiosity. I enjoyed their songs, I like how they dance, and I want to learn more about them. What inspired them to write these songs or become an idol? How do they practice before stage? What's the story behind that cool music video? And what other hobbies do they have? A way to look at this is through watching talk shows. And you guessed it, they were in Korean. But as a fan, you want to get the latest scoop when it comes out and not wait for subtitles. So. Pull up your sleeves, and I'ma learn this thing myself. Which brings me to night school. Similar with the French Explore program, I saw a flyer about night school in the guidance counselor's room. Yep, I was a regular because I did morning announcements, and quite frankly, I enjoyed visiting. I enrolled in current level one at night school with a friend, and she soon dropped out, and I kept going anyway. The classes were every Monday from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. at either George's Veneer or A.Y. Jackson Secondary. I couldn't remember. But I do remember going home after school to eat dinner, then taking the TTC for an hour all the way up to Shepherd and Young, then to Dell Mills. When classes are done, I would take a two-hour night bus home. Needless to say, it was quite the trek. Despite the terrible and somewhat dangerous commute at night, I enjoyed the classes and they helped me set a solid foundation for pronouncing and writing Korean. Again, speaking was not well taught and I could hardly remember the grammar. To this day, I still remember the teacher, Mrs. Pek Mi E. Her name is especially memorable because the three characters literally mean white, beauty, and love. Mrs. B embodied all that. Her graceful way of talking and walking and the care she put into ensuring her students are pro progressing was admirable. I treasured these three hours every week because I was learning something I wanted 
and the classes were delightful. Looking back, I do regret not taking Korean after grade 9. But as an exchange, I packed my schedule with equally memorable and meaningful things from grade 10 and onwards. Perhaps I'll write about those another day. Anecdote here. I never expect that by taking Korean at night school, it would not only help with my Korean, but also help me get A's in chemistry. I was quite carefree and didn't care much about grades in grade 9. We had a chemistry quiz every class on Tuesday, and I hardly remember studying for those. <laughs> However, since I had a two-hour bus ride every Monday, I studied on the bus. It was definitely a bumpy ride with terrible lighting, but I was bored and pushed through. Consequently, my chem grades skyrocketed. Moving on to K-pop dance, one of my favorite things about learning and knowing the Korean language. But on the surface, learning and performing dance covers doesn't require or help me learn Korean. However, in order to keep up with the latest idols and trends, I had to be in the know and pick songs that are well received. Knowing this also helped with recruiting, since people like different idol groups and they wanted to dance to songs by their oppas. Seven years after I first started learning Korean, I had the opportunity to visit Korea. A lot of things have changed then. Inside has robbed my time from dancing, and my music taste has assimilated to what my friends were listening to, which were more American or Canadian, like Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, Drake. Though I continue watching shows and dramas, when I should have been staying. RIP. So I still connected to the culture and really wanted to experience it myself. After my internship in Asia, I took the dough and splurged on a solo trip to Korea and Japan for a month. Having learned Korean definitely helped me to get around and gave me the confidence to talk to strangers, which was something that I never did in Japan. The difference was stark and had a much better time in Korea because of this. Another anecdote here. I almost couldn't go on my trip because I planned the trip on paper but didn't book all the flights. When I arrived at the airport, I only booked a flight to Japan and not yet to Korea. It was about 30 minutes before boarding and the airline staff checked my docs and told me that I couldn't board unless I showed proof that I'm not trying to stay forever in Japan. So I had to use my tiny iPhone 6 at the time and laggy airport Wi-Fi to book a flight from Japan to Korea on the spot. Once I showed them the payment page, they let me in and I sprinted to security. So the lessons learned here are that check the regulations on durations of your stay for foreigners in your destination country and make sure you have an outbound flight in case of Japan. After successfully landing in, in Korea, I stayed in Seoul and made a trip to Namiya land. I was able to read the signs, ask for directions, order food in Korean, and most importantly, ask strangers to take photos for me. Hashtag InstaTourist. When I was visiting the Ihua Mural Village, or Ihua Pekwa Maru, 
I fell in love with the murals and wanted to take back a souvenir. I walked into the first craft store I saw and struck a conversation with the owner. Little did I know, that conversation led to taking a photo together to helping me find a hairdresser, because obviously that's what you do in Korea, to having several meals together and lastly, an only to talk to. As the story developed, I was in constant amazement that we were able to communicate despite our differences. She spoke 100% Korean and I spoke about 70% Korean and 30% body language. I think all the years of watching and listening to Korean content paid off. She didn't sound foreign to me and I was able to understand most of what she said especially the everyday expressions which were common in dramas. I definitely didn't get all the grammar right, but I was able to use the vocab I knew to put together sentences and make myself heard. We also added each other on Talk, the most popular messaging app in Korea. Even though I relied heavily on Google Translate, but it gave me a chance to learn written Korean in the form of instant messaging where people use short forms and the Korean alphabet as emoticons, like k-k-k or <laughs> to express laughter, like lol. Needless to say, traveling to Korea is the absolute best way to learn Korean. Now the fun part, concerts. You think going to concerts is just for funsies? Nope, it's also an epic way to learn Korean. I went to a 21 concert in Macau. Even though the audience was mainly from Hong Kong, mainland China, and Macau, there were international students from Korea too. Given the Blackjacks community were super friendly, I was able to chat up with some friends and exchange our favorite 21 moments. I added a photo here of us um, standing in the VIP section after the show We had a chat group together and I remember sending them this photo a couple years after because it still pains me knowing that this was 21's last concert as a group. Here are some of my favorite songs from these concerts or songs that best represent my mental state or my perception of the artist at the time. Enjoy. That was Go Away by 21. I Don't Care by 21 again. And this one is from Epic High. Born Hater, one of my favorite songs from them.
And last but not the least, Mujik or Untitled from G Dragon in 2014. I went to his concert, his first concert in the United States, and it was amazing. Very well organized, loved the music, loved the live performances, and it just felt real for the artist. Anyway, K-pop aside, let's talk about the language classes that I'm attending now at work. Time gets funny after starting a full-time job. Yes, there's the regular 95, but after that, you're completely free. It's up to you on how you want to spend it. New to the job and the city, I was afraid that I would be bored. So I scavenged through the company email distribution lists, sort of like student clubs, but for adults. For activities I liked, which included Korean. Thankfully, a Korean language class DL was active and I passed the interview to join. The teacher and students were full-time Microsoft employees and we met every Monday in the conference room to learn Korean for an hour. Calling a class is probably too formal. It really was an after-work social for us to chill and have fun learning Korean together. The first teacher, Bobby, was super chill and friendly. We followed the textbook most of the days and he answered our questions about Korea. Every once in a while, We'd enjoy a meal together at a Korean restaurant, where we also learn some Korean as it happens. Bobby was super generous and invited the class over for Lunar New Year. And we celebrated the New Year together. A very Korean or Asian thing to do. Chu Hee, our current teacher, keeps a meticulously organized OneNote of our class discussions, where we describe our past weekends or thoughts on current topics like the pandemic. Since I've been with the group for four plus years and have come to know the members well, the harmonious and relaxed environment has allowed me to speak freely without the fear of being judged and be constantly be amazed at how everyone else is still learning Korean on their own. Every Monday's class is full of genuine laughter and wholesomeness. Looking at it now, Sadly, I'm, I feel like I've fallen way behind the Hanu. I didn't even know BTS when they blew up on YouTube. The OG K-pop artists I followed growing up are releasing albums less frequently now. So naturally, we all moved on to other things. I enjoyed the Korean classes at work and will continue to learn with these goofballs. However, it's too much to take Korean and French at the same time, but I'll keep listening to Korean music or audiobooks. Perhaps I'll watch a variety show or two, because Yu Jae-sook is way too hilarious to miss. At last, I'll leave you one of my favorite Korean songs as of late.
If you found this amusing in any way, I love it if you could share it with a friend or on social media, whichever floats your boat. Leave a comment below if you have any questions or feedback. I'm happy to keep the conversation going. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Creative Outlet. You can find this podcast and the transcripts on fiona.substack.com. If you have a question, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave me a comment or tell me on Twitter at Fiona Gan. See you next week. Abianto.